At Break the Cycle, we stand for positivity, resiliency, and motivation. Often we get caught up in expectations of others and forget what makes us who we are. Fear consumes us to question change and failure, fearing a new start and the challenging roads ahead. We represent being who you are regardless of how it's perceived and being comfortable with making a change in your life for the better and to help others. So be the change. Break the cycle. What's going on, everybody? It's Break the Cycle Podcast. It has been a while, but I am back. I am so low today. Um, there's going to be some different content coming out. Um, we're going to be talking about different lifestyle changes, food, nutrition, stuff like that. Um, but today's topic is very, it's a very different topic. We're going to be talking about how people communicate and the power of listening. And when I say listening, I don't mean listen and then you formulate a response. No, this is this is listening to understand, because from what I'm seeing in this world that we live in, a lot of people claim they're listening but they're not really listening. They're listening to formulate some type of response based off of that person being done talking. And that creates a misunderstanding between two people, especially if there's some form of debate. So when you listen, you're listening for that person to stop talking. And you're also listening to respond to what that person said. And that happens a lot in our daily lives. That happens a lot in personal relationships. That happens a lot in in jobs. That happens a lot just talking to people. You know, when someone tells you about their dog, you're waiting for them to stop talking so you can talk about your dog. If someone tells you about their day, whether it's good or bad, you're waiting for them to stop talking in order to Tell them about your day. So we never use those moments to respond to that person. We use those moments to now tell our side of the story. And that has hurt us as a society. Most recently, with the vaccine mandates and the and what's going on in our in our country what's going on in our society if you really dial back and listen to what people are saying there's agreement and a common ground that people stand on but no one's listening for example I've seen so many videos of people questioning the vaccine or people saying it. I'm just choosing not to get it. And the media is an uproar. Some may say it's anti-vax. But here's the problem. No one listened. Because in no 
time did anyone say they are anti-vax? They are against the vaccine. People are creating that narrative within their own heads and portraying it out to the world as a fact. No one is saying anti-anything. Someone just made a personal choice. That's just like me saying, I, hey, I don't want seafood tonight. And you hear, I'm anti-seafood. No, I just don't want seafood. I'm not anti-seafood. I just don't want it. Or like me, my I personally don't like olives. I do not like olives. They're disgusting to me. I don't see how anybody can eat them. But I am not anti-olive. I don't think the entire world should stop eating olives. That's just my personal choice not to eat olives. So when someone chooses not to do something, it doesn't automatically mean they are anti the thing that they chose not to do. And that is what has caused a disconnect within our society. It's the same thing when people call other people a name that has a lot of value attached to it. When someone says someone is a homophobe, It doesn't mean that they're they may have just said, I don't agree with the lifestyle. But they never said anything negative about someone liking someone of the same sex. But you automatically categorize someone who says, hey, I just don't agree with that lifestyle I don't want to be a part of that lifestyle. And you say, you hear that person's anti, anti LGBTQ. That's not necessarily what that person said. Just say, hey, I don't like this lifestyle. I, I don't choose to partake in this lifestyle. If you would like to do that, that is your personal choice. And I respect personal choice, but I don't have to do this. And that's what makes us individuals. See, a lot of people agree that someone should have freedom of choice. Freedom to do whatever they want. But when you say... You are free to do what you want. I just don't have to be a part of that. People get offended like you're anti something when that's not the case. No one's anti anything. Now, there are people that think the world should follow their point of view. There are people that think that everyone should follow a certain way of life and a certain teaching. But those people are wrong. Those individuals are wrong to think that every single individual person should follow whatever they agree with. It's a personal choice. 
And it should be a personal choice without consequences behind it because we should all be free to choose what we want to do. We shouldn't, we should not be scared to have a value that others may disagree with. We should not be scared to instill those values within our households without fear of, you know, being looked at or being judged. You know, there's a, I try not to be, I try not to lean on any political spectrum. Um, you know, some may say that if I say people have freedom of choice, then I am a super hardcore conservative. If I say, you know, I, I generally support people's decisions to be who they are, they say, oh, you're an extremely hardcore liberal. If someone wants to be bisexual or, or gay, that is their personal choice. And I feel like they've earned that personal choice and they should exercise that personal choice. Um, at the same time, if someone is straight, then I don't think that they should be looked at as a homophobe because they are straight. Um, if someone from the LGBTQ community does not want to go to a nightclub that is predominantly straight, I'm not going to say there are, a sh I don't even know if this is a word, but a straightophobe. Let's, let's make it up on Break the Cycle podcast. Um, but if a straight person doesn't want to go to a gay club, a gay nightclub, you know, what's predominantly gay, they, you know, the question is, well, are you a homophobe? What are you, what are you, what are you worried about? You know, if you're a young, single man or woman in their early 20s and you're looking to meet, you know, have a good time and meet members of the opposite sex for, you know, a potential mate, then that's a pretty good reason why you don't want to go to a um, predominantly gay um, nightclub. You know, there's, there's no re there's no you know, negative reason behind it. It's just like, Hey, you know, that's just not my style. I, I want to go and meet members of the opposite sex and dance with them and talk to them and, you know, just have a good time, you know, but for some reason, the, so the, the social, social justice warrior society has made people feel bad about their choices because of the, the overproduced amount of content from from communities that at one point were looked at as lower than them. So society is overdoing it. They're over pushing agendas. And I say that to say, say it because now these 
overboard agendas are starting to hit the corporate workplace, the armed forces, schools, colleges, um, and people are losing jobs and losing family members and friends over over this. And, you know, the power of listening and the power of acceptance and the power of understanding can go a long way. But too many people are trying to prove their point. You're trying to prove a point that doesn't need to be proven. I don't need to prove to you why I want to be straight. And someone doesn't need to prove to me why they want to be bisexual. Nothing is to prove. I don't have to prove to you why I would rather eat McDonald's than Burger King. And you don't have to prove to me that Burger King is the thing to eat over McDonald's. You don't have to. The power to make your own choice and decision should be held with the individual. I don't need to disclose my medical decisions with the outside world. Now we're talking about the COVID vaccine. You don't need to disclose that information to the outside world. That is your decision. I don't hear anybody talking about um, you have to prove that you don't have AIDS or HIV. I don't hear anything that says you have to prove you don't have whooping cough. You don't have you don't prove that you have you don't have mono. You don't have to prove that you have that you don't have the common cold or an ammonia. You don't ever have to prove these things. So why start now? And that's all that the people who oppose the government and society implementing values and mandates to everyone is why impose a moral and a guideline that I disagree with. We're not talking, we're not talking slavery. We're not talking racism. We're not talking sexism. We're not talking about things that are actual. We're not talking about imposing that women stay home from now on. There could be no women workers. We're not talking the, the, the most outlandish example. We are talking basic freedoms and basic conversation. That's what it is. So when someone says, hey, I'd rather not get a vaccine or I'd rather not support an organization, I just don't want to, they get called all types of negative names. Think about when you go to the store and you check out. And you say, and they say, would you like to donate a dollar to sick kids? Those are causes that you feel bad for. But then you, you say no, because what if you have to go run more errands? And every time you go to a store, you give money. Well, hey, I'm going to run out of money to give at some point, right? Um, a lot of people say no. A lot of people say yes. Um, 
And it doesn't make you less of a person to not donate. But turn that around. If you say, would you like to donate to the LGBTQ community? I say, no, you get looked at the wrong way. You're like, well, why not? You start to ask those questions and those questions lead to people feeling bad and feel like they have to defend their position. You know, and most people aren't ready to defend their position because they don't think that that position needs defending. You just don't want to donate. Just like if you go to PetSmart, would you like to help homeless dogs donate a dollar or two dollars? You're like, no, you click the button. You're like, no, I don't want to. No, I don't want to do it. No one asks why they just give you a receipt and you walk on. And this is the thing. We create problems that don't exist. These problems that were never here before are starting to exist because people are pushing the question and not pushing the question like it's a tough, like, you know, we're learning and we're, we're, we're learning from the experience. It's pushing the question with the intent to cause friction. I'm asking you this question to start an argument. I don't know if anybody who's who has a significant other or a love or, you know, a husband or wife that listens to this. But think about it. Think about when you know your significant other is trying to start an argument by asking a question like, you know, that question like, you know, you didn't do the dishes. Right. You know, you didn't. You forgot to do the dishes when you came home. And you walk through the door and your spouse says, hey, did you do the dishes? You know, they know you didn't do the dishes. So you say. So, you know that they are looking to start an argument because they already know the answer. The answer is no, you didn't do the dishes, but they're asking to create friction to create an that's the that's the question that initiates the argument because they know the answer to that question. So now you have to defend something that doesn't need defending because you've already you already didn't do what you said you were going to do. And that most arguments lead into sub arguments. You forgot to do the dishes and you forgot to do the trash last week and then you forgot this and you for, it leads to sub arguments that were overlooked at one point. So the question was asked to create more friction. Just like if someone were to ask, do you, do you believe that there's a God? If someone says, yes, I believe that there is a God and I believe in God. The next question that causes friction is, well, why do you believe in God? Do you really think that there's a God? That question is asked with debate and anger you're trying to now you're trying to lead that person down a road that they're not prepared for because they never thought they had to prepare for that it's just their beliefs and there's nothing wrong with their beliefs just like it's nothing wrong if somebody says i don't believe that there is a god i believe that you know i believe in what's the uh, tom cruise scientology and a Christian asked, really, you believe in Scientology? Why do you believe in that? That's a question that causes friction 
because someone who believes in Scientology might not be prepared to defend their position on their beliefs. Most people don't. If you believe something, that's just a part of your normal life. So instead of asking these prying questions as if that they're wrong, a conversation could go something like, oh, I didn't know you believe in Scientology. I've never heard about it. What do they believe? Or I've never, you know what? I've never really looked into the Bible and looked to what the word of the Lord says. You know, can you tell me anything about it? And if you still don't believe it, if you're still like, hey, that's not my cup of tea, but that's great that you believe in that. Not my cup of tea, but that's great because you have the freedom of religion. You have the freedom to choose your religion, to believe whatever you want to believe as far as a higher power goes. Not. Well, you're free to believe in religion, but you can't go to Walmart because we don't allow Scientologists in Walmart. That's what the society has turned into. We take the word freedom and we and we hold and, and we restrict it. We restrict the word freedom. And we use it against people to force them to do what we say to do. If someone is a conservative, true conservative, true conservative, they believe in the values that America was founded on. Not not what is being reported on the, at the media, how America was um, founded on racism and all this. And all. True American values. Love thy neighbor. Love your country. Have pride in America. And you stand for this country. And you say, hey, I stand for the country and the laws that they imposed. I stand with our founding fathers. I stand with. I stand with with everything that the flag stands for. You can literally lose your job. For having those values. And voicing those values. Because when you say you are a patriot, you you stand with the country, people ask you, people who are American citizens who live in America ask you, why do you support your country? Why? And they ask it not with the intent of listening to understand your position and to have a, 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 a healthy dialogue. But as if it is wrong for you to love the country you live in. No one needs to know why you do what you do. If you want to tell them you are free to choose to tell them your stance on things. But too many people ask questions not to understand, but to respond. I personally like living in America. 
However, I never thought that in my lifetime I would experience the amount of prejudice and fictional fairy tale land that we live in. I never thought that. And I don't mean prejudice as in the as 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 looking back into the night into early 1900 early to mid 1900s to where we're talking about prejudice of of black people and certain immigrants. I'm talking about people's lifestyles are being prejudged. You can't be an individual anymore. You have to follow the social norm of what it is to be a citizen in this country. The American flag is being taken out of classrooms and being replaced by the LGBTQ flag or the whatever flag that has all those meanings and colors on it. I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just don't know the proper terminology for the flag. It's like a has like a triangle in it and it has like it's a I looked it up a little bit. It says like Black Lives Matter um, stands for, you know, um, it stands for immigration, it stands for all that. It's like this one flag that means everything. Um, it's being replaced by that. But people are replacing that because no one has ever said, you know, it, it, there's such a there's such a, a misconception of people who of conservatives and liberals. OK, there's there's a huge misconception. And I have friends and I have colleagues and I have family that are that are on both sides. And. I don't mean to sound biased, but I've never experienced someone who is more in moderate to conservative say anything negative about anybody, about the actual followings that the liberals follow. I've never heard someone say black lives don't matter. I've never heard someone say they are anti-immigration. I've never heard those statements. What I have heard was I am anti-illegal immigration. I think that everyone should come into this country legally, which is a statement that affirms the laws in our country. So that person who believes in immigration never wrote a law. And they're not anti-immigration because that's that's what I hear. No person is illegal. No person is illegal. Well, there are laws in this country and you're too busy fighting Joe Schmo, who's like, hey, I'm just I just think that people should come here legally. You're not even talking to the people that matter that can change a law. You're too busy trying to prove your point to someone who can't do anything about what the point that you're trying to prove. I've never heard anybody say black lives don't matter. But when someone is in your face screaming black lives matter and forcing you to follow something that you are choosing not to follow. Because it's your personal choice. And they force a response from you. That's when you get all lives matter. It's a defense mechanism. It was a defense mechanism 
that people started saying because they were being bullied into trying to believe a cause not they were trying to they were trying to get pulled into an organization not a cause excuse me i had to I had to back up there no one debates the cause of black lives matter no one is debating that a particular life matters more than the other but that's what people heard people heard all lives matter and said that that was racist think of what they are saying all lives matter so when you use the word all you're encompassing every person no matter what their age race or sexual orientation is you're saying i hear you i hear you i don't disagree with your concept however there are all types of people being harassed by police officers. There are all types of people being trafficked. Uh, trafficked. There are all kinds of people dying at the hands of gun violence. There are all type of, types of people that are being mistreated in the workforce. No one is listening because the people united is a is the most dangerous weapon you can ever have in this world a people united but people are too busy arguing on whose life matters more is it black lives asian lives or all lives and everybody's just arguing but we're all arguing and agreeing at the same time but people don't want to listen no one said that they i've personally heard no one say that they are that they want all people involved in lgbtq off this earth or out of this country. I've never personally heard that. There might be people that feel like that, but I've never personally heard that. But what I've heard was stop pushing this lifestyle on my kids. I don't want my child being exposed to this inappropriate nature. I don't feel like we should learn this. Keep politics and social justice out of the classroom. Period. It has nothing to do with being anti. It's just that when my kid comes home and questions why a man is wearing makeup and a dress like mommy, and I say, well, where did you see this? Well, our teacher showed us a video and said we should be tolerant what does that even mean and why does this person do this that's not a place for schools to try to teach your kid about something that's in a lifestyle you want to teach history you want to teach art you want to teach math you want to teach english you want to teach whatever you want that has a factual basis to it there's nothing that we're teaching we're teaching lgbtq and anti-racism to young kids but we're not teaching them how to handle conflict 
We're not teaching them how to express their feelings. We're not teaching them financial literacy. We're not teaching them how to work with your hands. We're not teaching taxes. We're not teaching how to fill up a fill out a job application, how to do a 1099K that the government's going to make us do with uh, anything over $600. We're not teaching those things that propel you to be successful in life. We are teaching people that if you are not, if you do not agree with this lifestyle, then there is something wrong with you. When in reality, people have their own opinions. I've never heard a person say they are anti-gay. What I have heard is I'm sick of all of the LGBTQ propaganda being placed forcefully upon me. That's what I have heard. I would feel the same way if there were commercials out there that celebrated being straight, being a heterosexual. Just like Target has Pride Month. If Target had straight month, it's a great day to celebrate being straight. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. Be who you are. That would get annoying as well. So I'm on both ends. I don't want people telling me that it's okay to be who I am and praising me for it because that's just who I am. I don't need a month. I don't need a month. I don't need to be taught it. That's just me. I'm free to make my own decisions. And that's why listening to understand is killing our society because we're already prejudging people's thoughts before they even open their mouth. We don't need corporations to affirm our identity. We don't need corporations to stand with us. Because I know a lot of gay people. What has Target done for you besides put a sign out that says we, we celebrate you? Did you shop at Target before that? Did you shop at did you shop anywhere else? Did you shop at Nike before they did that? You did. And they said nothing. So what does that do? Why? Why did they have to affirm your identity? Nike does not need to affirm. No one needs to affirm anyone's identity. You are you, period. If that's what you want to be, no one needs to affirm it. But you. Period. No one needs to affirm that I'm a straight male. I don't need confirmation. I don't need society to stand with me. I am who I am and I'm going to be who I be. If someone wants to know why I like being straight, I will gladly have a conversation with them. But the average person doesn't care. Like I said, there, like I've said plenty of times in this podcast, there are some, there are some people out there that are racist. They are transphobic. They are, you know, uh, male chauvinist or radical feminist. There are people out there that have views that are really just unmoral. 
but that's a very small percentage. And we're always going to have people like that. We're always going to have people that rape, that murder, that steal, that do bad things. We're always going to have those people. And those people do not deserve a place in our minds and able to make decisions for our society. No one, we don't need a murderer trying to convince somebody why it's okay to murder someone. We don't, it's not okay to loot. It's not okay to riot. It's not okay to storm the Capitol. It's not okay to break the law. No one, and I'm speaking for myself, no one can convince me otherwise. I don't care what the cause is for. Because two wrongs do not make a right. That is a very old saying for a reason, and it's said all around the world. So the next time, the next time you want to judge someone and you want to disagree and speak on their decisions and their lifestyle, why don't you listen to understand? 